Hi, everyone, and welcome to All Things Creative. This is Linda Riesenberg Fissler, and I'm your host today. One of the things I wanted to do, and I kind of promised on Facebook a, a little while ago, was to go through a demo that I did for my drawing class uh, where I set up a still life and uh, just started drawing with a brush and some Michael Harding paint, um, basically the French ochre, but I'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, just want to welcome everybody to the show today. and um, if you are listening to this on my podcast, the visuals for this, the whole complete package is uh, available out on my YouTube channel. Uh, so you probably will benefit more if you actually watch and listen to this because I have photos that go along with me talking about uh, drawing with a brush, doing a still life. So let's um, go to the next slide. This is the still life that I set up for my class. It's the Tuesday after or Tuesday evening class, 6.30 in the evening to 8.30. So basically, um, I had two hours to complete this drawing on a canvas uh, using oil paint. And um, I set this up for them. And I'll go through a little bit more on this, but this is the basic setup. Um, I want to go forward with one more slide. It has a bunch of arrows on it. So these are some things that I went through with them before I even put one brush mark on my canvas. And you'll notice that there's a blue, big blue arrow that's pointing in the direction to the right, from the left to the right. And one of the things that I had always told them was you have to make sure that you have one source of light when you're doing this uh, still life. Um, whether you're doing portrait, whether you're doing a still life of a vase with grapes and flowers and some lilies on the the, the table like I have set up here, you need one source light. You need to understand where your source of light is coming from and where you're starting to see certain things, um, you know, it, it, you need to question. So, so in other words, if there was a light behind me that was bringing in a, another area of light onto this still life, I would need to understand that there is a second source of light that's doing some strange things to this particular still life. In this case, um, I did have a light behind me, but it was um, pretty far off in the distance that it really didn't affect this still life. Uh, and that light behind me provided me enough light to look at my palette while I was um, messing with the color, one color that I was um, mixing with. So hint number one, where is your source light? Where is it coming from? The sun is always our source light a particular light in the setup that's off to the left is my um, my source of light. And you need to understand what direction that source light is coming from. So mine is coming from a little bit above and from the left onto the right. And you can see all the different shadows. So let's move to the purple arrow. And if my cursor is working on the screen, you should see me circling that purple arrow. And what I'm pointing out here is the shadow side of this still life. So very hot, intense light coming from the left. My shadow coming on is on the right. The uh, yellow arrow here is pointing out a very important piece of this particular uh, drawing. And that is if we did not have something in focus in this area, something of a color note or a value change or or something that would help us direct the eye 
back down towards these lilies because my my purpose in setting this up is that we have something that catches the eye and keeps us in a circular motion, keeps us going back and, and finding new and interesting things in this particular still life. Uh, the orange arrow here is pointing at the cast shadow. So notice that the cast shadow here, and since this is set up in a studio, in a, um, in a classroom, I did this on a table instead of doing it back here on the counter. I did that for a reason, and one of the reasons was uh, to teach the students, some of who are very beginner, you don't particularly want to draw everything you see. In this case, you know, I, I would have some students who would draw in this cabinet behind it, in this countertop, and, and then mistake this dark line here as um, a, a horizon line, you know, when my horizon line actually is down here, and this is my cast shadow, and yes, this base would, if it was sitting up against a vertical wall would actually have a bit of the cast shadow on it behind it. And then this uh, light orange arrow that's pointing back up towards the little um, interesting little vase that we have here. Um, I'm going to call it a vase because I can't remember what it actually is called right now. But um, basically this particular uh, arrow is pointing out that there is reflected light that is jumping off of this blue construction paper that I have down and I have some orange construction paper down here and it's it's bouncing from this blue into this white base and you can see the color difference between the shadow and the light. Look how much darker this shadow is in color, not particularly in value, but in color because of the grape and this leaf and I'll come back and talk about this in a second. But Look how look at the different colors. Look how dark that cast shadow is. Look how dark this shadow is. Um, again, this is a cast shadow. I'm able to see through that cast shadow um, so that I know that there is a vase part behind it, and I know that that's this vase area is also white. So um, as we go through this, you'll see some simplification going on. Um, and you'll see other things that are happening. And then you notice here that these are my two lilies and they're placed strategically in a, a place as well. Now, I have the still, light in still life in front of me and I'm going to go and, and, and paint this in a second. Um, and we're going to go walking through that process. But one question I always get asked is, are you going to paint everything you see here? And like, Am I going to paint every single petal? Am I going to paint every single grape? And the answer is no, I am not going to do that. And we'll talk about how we get to what we want to actually be there and what we don't, you know, what we basically edit out. Um, so let's go to the next painting. So this one um, is, you know, I'm, I'm starting here. Uh, I couldn't like get out of the way fast enough <laughs> when, when the person who was taking the pictures was taking them. I think he was intending that I be in the picture and um, believe me, you didn't want to see me that day. But anyway, um, so here's the start. I'm using Michael Harding's French Yellow Ochre. Um, this is a picture of it up here in the corner. Uh, I love Michael's paints. They are just wonderful color-wise and uh, pigment-wise, and there's no fillers. And uh, if you've watched my videos before, you know I am in love with Michael Harding's paints. Um, it's the only paints that I use. Uh, as a matter of fact, all of my paints of, of other manufacturers that I have, I, I tend to let my students use them so that they get used up, but I don't use them anymore. So I started off with this particular demo. I started off with French Yellow Ochre. 
and that is the only color I'm going to use here. And I'm going to define light and light and value or light and dark, light and shadow, however you want to say it. Um, basically, I'm going to end up with a drawing that is no different than using a char charcoal pencil. Um, it's going to denote value changes. It's going to denote contrast areas. Um, and that's what I'm going to use my brush. And I thin the thin the paint, the Michael uh, Harding French ochre. I thin that with a little bit of odorless terp um, to start drawing. So before I even, I mean, this is a this is probably a good 20 minutes into my demo with my students, and you have to start somewhere. And that's what I told message. You have to start somewhere. So let's think about if we were going to be draw, you know, painting this. Um, from a photograph or if we were out painting plain air, what are a few of the things that we don't want to do and that we do want to do? Well, one of the things that you want to do is you want to decide. Uh, basically, I use the rule of third. So I divide kind of mentally my canvas into third, a the rule of thirds. I know I have four focal areas in that rule of third, and I know I don't want to place something right smack in the middle. So thinking of all of that, I just start to lay out very loosely um, with very much, you know, not very much paint on there, uh, the drawing, the, the line drawing, if you will, of what I see standing in front of me. So this is basically with the general drawing, if you could see my cursor, um, this is just a real general drawing, real quickly done, just so I have placement of things. Does this mean that my final drawing is going to have everything in one place? Every, nothing's going to move here? No, not necessarily. And you can already see I've made a decision to move. Let's go back one, if I can. I've moved these grapes over some um, in this particular drawing. See, see the difference there? If I flip back and forth? You can see that I moved them over further, um, and that kind of eliminates that shadow. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about here is notice this leaf and this vine that comes down. It creates a tangent, and yes, I could leave that there, and it would just automatically create a stop. As soon as I come into the painting, it stops me here and directs my eye up here. Um, I don't like this because it is a tangent. People are going to get hung up on what is this and stay in this area and not go any further. So I decided when I was painting this that I'm just going to have a leaf kind of just, you know, loosely dangling over here that will connect with this lily. So if we come in this way, remember, we read paintings left to right because in America we read left to right. Um, and I'm going to talk about a little bit more about that later. But um, so as I come in here, I have these petals of the lily that can stop me and I can come down here um, or I can just go from here. And if I point these lily um, petals properly or, or have some kind of um, highlight on the leaf, I'll jump up to this leaf that brings me into all this great stuff that's going to be happening around here. So as I'm starting this painting, as I'm putting down, actually before I put down that first brushstroke, I'm thinking about placement of things. I'm thinking about the design of the painting. I'm thinking about how to move my eye, how to move my readers, if you will, eye through this painting. What are my focus points? Where is my point of interest? Am I going to have, you know, is there going to be this one big point of interest or is there going to be some subtle points of interest throughout the whole still life that I'm going to deal with. So let's go on to the next photo. 
Now, this particular one, I'm halfway through creating what is going on up here in this vase. These guys have not changed. I put the base of the vase in just so that I could get that kind of uh, 3D-ish feeling to it. And you can see I'm thinking cylinder here, very much thinking this is a cylinder. I'm not that worried about what this actually looks like, what this design actually looked like. Um, I'm more worried about catching where that shadow and the mid-tone and the light is hitting on that that uh, upper portion of that face. And then, you know, naturally got a lot of shadows here. So, and I told you these grapes moved over. Here's my wonderful looking leave and it will catch light here. And this will be shadow here just so that you get the feeling that that leave is kind of turning. And then um, we have the, the vine up and into, here's the light shining on all those wonderful grapes. Um, I'll come back and talk about this guy in a minute. Um, but I wanna talk about this flower right here. So right now we're coming in, we're reading, we catch the, the leave. This highlight's gonna direct me up. Here's a nice little grape cluster that's gonna catch my eye. And then I have this one little flower right here that is in focus. The rest of this is just all particular value. This guy's catching light. These guys are catching light. Uh, these guys are catching light. But I want this particular flower in focus. You can see I started to mess around over here with something, and this is something that you have to watch out for. Um, if you get your paint too thin, it starts to do this. It starts to run a little bit, but it's nothing that a Viva towel or a bounty towel or a paper towel or a rag isn't going to be able to wash off. So I'll point that area out here in a second. Um, what I'm doing here with this very thin um, paint uh, is drawing, basically like how you would draw with a pencil. I had a block for the longest time and I'm not sure why, actually I am sure why, but I won't mention it. <laughs> so I don't wanna you know, get people in trouble and stuff. But anyway, um, I had a block for a very long time. I could not draw with a pencil. You put a pencil in my hand and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm a writer as well, um, but I couldn't draw with pencil. So I started drawing with my brush and I actually found that I love doing this technique. Just you know, one paint, it could be black, it could be this ochre. I, I chose the ochre because I wanted it to be a very warm undertone behind it. Um, it could be blue, it could be red. You choose your favorite color, I don't care, purple. Do it in purple. <laughs> so, whatever your co favorite color is, use that as your background. Um, there's no science to this other than the fact, like, like I said, I'm using French ochre from Michael Harding because it's a very warm paint and I like very warm and I wanted a very kind of warm feel to this as I was doing it and it shows up better for students. Um, it gives them a little more interest because I can get a, a really nice value range here as you can see. This area of darkness right here is going to be very, very important. It's going to be a, an area that is not receiving very much, or if any, light, like the, you know, a core shadow, if you will. This area here is going to be important as well because it gives a little bit more of a 3D-ish feel to it. Um, so as I'm creating this, as I said, am I, am I drawing every individual flower that is in here and every individual grape? You know, not so much. The grapes, you know, are catching light and, and things like that. So I know where their placement is, but, um, you know, are they going to actually end up like this? I don't know. I'll probably change it a little bit when I start to add color. Um, you know, I may have some different shades of, of grapes in there, um, of purples in there, just to make it, you know, really, really interesting, throw in a red highlight here or there. Um, but, you know, basically this is catching my value where I want my values uh, very loosely. So I, that's why I love doing this, 
this particular uh, drawing pattern. As you can see, this value is very different than this value. And this the side of the vase is all in shadow, if we remember from the original picture. Uh, while I'm looking at it, this whole, this is catching reflected light from the, the bottom here, but it's very much, um, very much in shadow. Um, and then I talked about this being a focal point. So I think we're ready to move on to the next slide. Okay, so now I'm, I'm a little further along. Um, I got all of the different little flowers in. Um, I'm gonna talk about each of these arrows. Again, we talked about the leaf and how the leaf directs us up. You can see a little closer the, the grapes here. Um, there's one of my focal point flowers. Since I want to stop the eye, this flower that is in focus is gonna be a lot more important than this flower. Um, but I, I wanted to point out here, you know, focal point, focal point, focal point. These will be very soft edged. Um, one of these will be a little bit harder edged than the other, just so I can stop the eye. A hard edge will always stop the eye, just so I can stop the eye and, and keep it from going off the painting this way, because we're very vertical here. We're just poof, right off, right? So there's going to have to be something, and I'll get to that in a minute. I think that's on the next slide. But just keep in mind, you know, here's a pretty defined flower. Here's another defined flower. Here's a defined flower in shadow. And why is that important? Well, that's important because the rest of these guys are going to be very soft and muted. But I want my brain to believe that these flowers look a lot like this flower. And then this flower is also in shadow, but it's catching cast, it's catching some um, reflected light here. And then notice the shape of this petal behind it. It's a little bit darker in value and it's pointing back just, just a tad little bit. And that may bring us eye, our eye to this edge, which brings us down, or we can go beyond that depending on what colors I throw into here. That may throw us back to the grape, which may lead us back up into this particular wonderful pot. And oh gee, look, here's another little flower that's kind of in focus, isn't it? Not so much here, not so much here, but here and here and here and here. So that, you know, it's always there. And then I noticed on the still life picture, um, you know, there was a green leaf that was behind here that I kind of emitted. And I may decide later that I wanna put that in. One thing about still lifes, if you're doing it in a workshop setting and you're doing it over a number of weeks, like my classes are, take a picture the first night that you're painting it. That's what I did. That's what that picture is from because it will change. People will not leave things alone. <laughs> Tables will move. Uh, people will accidentally bump into it, whatever, and you know, it will change. So always make sure that you have a picture if you're going to be working on a still light uh, over weeks. Um, of a class, for example. Um, not so big a deal if you're working on a still life um, in a controlled setting of a, a true workshop. It, it shouldn't change that much, but still take a picture of it just for your reference. This particular grape setting here is going to change. There probably will be another grape that will come down through into here just so that um, it doesn't look like a comma. <laughs> it's my English coming in and my writing skills that are coming in. So let's go to the next slide and see what we've got. Okay, so this is basically the finished finish slide. So I want to talk a little bit about direction and what's going to direct our eye and what's going to stop our eye. Um, notice how uh, warm everything is uh, from this painting. Uh, you know, I like it. I, I love this just like this. Um, I'm having a very hard time convincing myself to go in and do some color with it, but I will be doing that over the next couple of days and hopefully I'll put another little video like this together. So let's, let's talk about this completed painting. So, um, First off, the blue arrows. So note the blue arrows as, as it's 
its progression through the painting. And then I ask the question, what's going to stop that from keeping our eye going right off the painting? So our eye comes in, it goes up here, it keeps going up, it keeps going up, and then it goes out, right? So, so whoop, bye, there it goes, your eye's gone, Re you know, move on to the next thing. So what's going to stop the viewer from doing that? It, you know, they're still going to come in here. Um, there's this little petal here that's kind of going here to this leaf. This leaf is taking us up here to this flowers that are in focus. And then we go up here and here's another flower that's pretty much in focus on this one. Um, there's some leaf and flower back here. But what's going to stop somebody is I am going to have a nice little area of contrast in here. And this is going to be a highlight. So that and the highlight is going to direct our eye back down. Um, so this these petals, you know, there may be a petal that comes out this way a little bit, a little bit this way, and then one that comes down this way. That's going to be the beautiful light, going to have a nice area of contrast that will end up directing our eye down. So, so as I go into this shadow area, this person, this little flower, this person, this little flower looks really, really nice. And then it um, will stop our eye a little bit before we get into this change of value and these other colors of flowers that are in here. Here's that focused flower again with the petal pointing back. Um, and you can make a connection between these two if you wanted to with color. But again, I think I'm going to stick uh, a grape or something over here just so I don't make I, and I might write, you know, wipe that one out completely. I don't know. Maybe move him over a little bit here, whatever. Um, I'll make that work. That's probably the one area that's that's I don't like about this painting. Um, you can see I made this this value a little bit darker. Um, so we have the yellow yellow flower here talking about, you know, directing our eye back into and look how this is connected almost a straight line into the petal of this. I'll get to the lilies in a second. Look at the uh, pink one here is a nice, wonderful area of contrast here along with the rim. This is really important. This is what is giving. And then there's going to be a little bit of a lighter value that'll continue that rim all the way around. And that's what's going to give that real 3D-ish feeling um, to this particular painting is, is that light rim that goes through there. And this particular grape is on the outside of that rim. So I have to be careful where I pick that up. And I have to be very careful of the value that goes in there. And then uh, there's a cast shadow here. Um, I'll be playing with light and shadow along this area as well. And then down into the stem of that particular vase, which leads us down into the lily. Now, if I take this to here, this to here, I'm pointing back up here, aren't I, with a bit of light on this petal. So again, that takes me back up into all of this that's going on. Can't see what's going on here because of this arrow that I put here. But there's a little flower, as you can see here, that's defined. So we um, we create a lot of little inner circles. And Claude Monet was really great at this with his lily pads. You just, you know, you just get lost inside of these paintings because you have so many things pointing in so many directions and taking your eye. This also can take us back to this guy, which can take us over to this guy. So here's where my lilies are. And this one's facing mostly in shadow. Its tips are directed in certain ways so that we get led back into the particular area um, of, you know, in this case, there's a leaf and then you could jump here and then you jump over here. There's going to be another leaf that'll help us in if they decide to come in through the lilies, which then take us here, um, you know, and then you start jumping around and, and looking. So there's always a progression here. So what's going to happen in the background back here? Well, I told you I have a cast shadow that's happening down here and here. 
and there will be a bit of a cast shadow back in here as well and then this light will come pouring in above it again this color area here is going to be important so that it doesn't so that your eye isn't directly completely off directed completely off of the canvas here so you know there may be a a, a really warm color that uh, i'll apply in this area that will bring us back down into this shadow area as well so at this point as you can tell i made this kind of real transition from it being this drawing into now it's all about the color um, because the values are pretty much there and given to us but now we need to start building with color and and bringing interest with color um, if i came if i was someone who let, read right to left for example I would enter in and this particular flower here by the yellow arrow is going to be the first thing that hopefully catches my eye again there maybe this petal will and that petal directs us down um, if you come and catch this it directs us here and takes us around um, but basically it's all the same elements no matter where you're jumping in if this highlight catches us and we jump in here it takes us back and around and, and all of the leaf could take us down here it could work in the opposite direction so think about that when you're planning out what you're going to paint as well so this is basically the final um, i don't think there's another slide i think it takes us back to the beginning nope no no another slide so this is basically the demo that i did it took me about an hour and a half to to draw this with a brush and um, someday in the future, hopefully, um, I can get one of my students to kind of record um, me doing some of this with a video if they're if they're up to it. But um, this is going to start getting color. I'll be taking pictures through it with the progression like I normally do, and you'll be able to see this go from this phase uh, into a colored painting. Um, one final note: this is my horizon line. This is where I decided to put the horizon line. If I wanted to adjust that so that I have a little more of a, a um, horizontal cast shadow coming in, at this point, uh, as long as I stay below this grape, um, we can do that. And then you notice that everything basically points down um, to that horizon line at some in some form or fashion. Uh, so I hope that you found this uh, drawing with a brush um, in a still life. Uh, interesting um, again some key things to remember have one source light understand where your light is coming from if you have multiple source lights and uh, eliminate the non source light <laughs> um, invasion that may be happening make sure that you have one source of light and that you're painting that one source of light um, your drawing like any other drawing is uh, a basically a value study in its own so you will have light to dark um, light areas and dark areas and figure out where those highlights are going to go uh, figure out where your value changes are how are you going to make this feel more 3d-ish with those values all the same questions that you ask when you're drawing with a pencil basically but i'm just doing it with a brush um, you know think about your placement think about the design think about your eye movement throughout the painting think about your focal area where you want that to be the the, the main area with that you want people to highlight on um, mine i'm thinking is down in here because we have so much of a travel that that can happen in just this one little area and um where ask yourself where uh, the viewer may be 
going right off the canvas and what can you do to redirect their eye back into the canvas. You don't want them walking away too soon until they get to see and feel all this nice, wonderful stuff that's going on in your, your painting. So that's it for now. Any questions, feel free to drop me a note. Um, there is a contact area on my website, lindafissler.com. And uh, there will also be in the future um, off of my website, some lessons that you may take um, and join me and I'd be happy to mentor you on those. So um, that's all now for all things creative and hope you enjoyed this little walkthrough um, for drawing a still life with brushes.